What are the three words that started a career dedicated to helping us communicate better? We'll bet they aren't the three words you're thinking of, but we'll find out because the telephone doctor is in on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of Shift Shapers is brought to you by Major League Mindset, dedicated to helping you play bigger. Do you want to become the authority in your market? Would you like to prospect less and sell more? How can you create those long-lasting relationships with clients who don't change advisors every year? We've been there and done that, and we can help you do that too. Click on our Major League Mindset logo on the ShiftShapersOnline.com website for more details about our next Pitching from the Stage program that will help you become the advisor you know you can be. These days, we all spend an awful lot of time talking about the user experience. And when we say that, we generally mean a software interface or something similar or how easy it is to use an app on your cell phone. But we don't talk about what was the first and will always be the last user interface, which is talking to each other. And sometimes we do that well, and sometimes we don't do it that well. And just like every other ache and pain that we have, when we have those, we need a doctor. And so we have a doctor in the house. We are speaking today with Nancy Friedman, and Nancy is the telephone doctor. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. Well, you know it is a pleasure to be here, and I was writing as you spoke. You spoke very well. You must do this for a living. I've done it once or twice. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good, good. Should we let our audiences know that we would be dangerous in the same room? David is very clever, very fast, and I hope I can keep up with him. Well, I've seen you both on stage and chatted with you in person. I don't believe there's any problem with you keeping up. There will be no, no dead air, right? No, not with the two of us, there won't be. So yeah. I understand from our conversations that three words actually started your company. What were those three words and how did that start a company? Well, I appreciate that. The three words were very hard to say, but <laughs> your people stink. That's all I could say. I had an unfortunate experience. Well, it, wasn't, it was their problem, not mine. Every question it was my insurance agent. And every question I asked had a negative to it. I just, I could not believe it. I don't know. We can't do that. Just every, there wasn't a positive note. And I said, you know what? I'll call Michael myself. So I called up. I said, your people stink. He's my gosh, what happened? I said, I, it just was impossible to get a positive answer. You're terrific, but you know, I want to cancel my policies. So that's what I did. I canceled my policies. He called up and said, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. Can you please show? my guys, what you guys do. Did you come over? I said, yeah, come over. So I went over out of love, if you will. And that was the last time I did it out of love. But bottom line, I, I stood up in front of 16, 17 people. And I said, well, we say, please, we say, thank you. We say, you're welcome. I don't think I spoke 15 minutes. They're writing these down as fast as I could talk. And I started to walk out of the room. And it was when I was done and the president of the agency said, well, thank you, Nancy. We, we really enjoyed it. I said, you're welcome. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I came home to Dick, my husband. I said, Dick, they said, thank you. And we really learned some new things. And Dick looked me right in the eye and said, Nancy, don't ever be surprised. No one has ever shown them. 
And that's really what happened. How I got the name of the telephone doctor is yet another story. I don't want to take too much of your time, but it is fun. Do you want to hear it? Sure, absolutely. Oh, like I don't think you had a choice on that one. Okay. <laughs> Bottom line, we were having dinner the very next, well, actually that night that that happened. And I, our client was a newspaper in Quad Cities, Devonport, Iowa, the publisher of the newspaper. We took him out to dinner. And he says, what's going on? And I told him what happened today about, you know, calling the and just canceling my policy and what I did. And I went over and we finished our dinner and he called me the next morning. He said, Nance, I was thinking about our conversation. Would you come to Quad Cities and would you train my people? Huh? I said, how many people do you have? He says, 300. Oh, my Lord. Well, I happened to have married the can-do man. And he said, you can do it, Nancy. So I went up to Quad City, Davenport, Iowa, to the Quad City Times. And I presented the first program to the, uh, the newsroom, the editorial. And at the end of the program, the editor of the Quad City Times walked up and he said, man, that was good. He says, I'm going to call you the doctor. I'm going to call you the telephone doctor. And I came running home to Dick. I said, Dick, some guy called me the telephone doctor. What will we do? He said, let's go get it registered. We're going to have some fun. (laughs) Great story. Great story. It could be an hour story, David, as you can imagine. But I embellished it down instead of embellished it up. Well, we appreciate that because we have a lot to talk about. And let me me start with the big one. Why is customer service so terrible today? I don't know that it's terrible. It always could be improved. That's the, that's the bottom line. When something happens, somebody screwed up. That's just as basically, now we all have standards. Some people have higher standards. Some people have lower standards. But, you know, you could name me five companies right now that, that are perfect. Nordstrom, Apple, Amazon, Chick-fil-A. I mean, the, there are a list of great companies that deliver consistent experiences, consistent customer service. So it's not all terrible. Uh, I somebody even had a bad experience at Disney. It happens. There's a bad apple in every barrel. But the answer, the short answer to your question, which is hard to get from me, is training. I believe in my heart that there is a direct correlation to good customer service training and great customer service. And the companies that we complain about, I would say 99% of them do not have some sort of training, customer service training in place for new employees and ongoing training for all employees. And that's important. I mean, that's critically important. So let me let me give you a phrase that just torques me off and see what your take on it is. You call a company that supposedly has good customer service and that's a, a service business, and the recording says, your call is important to us. And I always well, think to myself, well, no, it's not, because if my call were important to you, you wouldn't be putting me on hold. Well, yeah, where are you? And that, that goes back to and speaks to our five frustrating voicemail phrases, uh, which I will bet are in 99% of everybody's cell phone. When you call a cell phone or a company, you hear, you know, hi, I'm not able to answer my phone right now. Well, duh, that's a hot lot of news. We know it. Your answering machine answered. So I mean, that's a useless phrase. The second one is your call is very important to us. And you're right. It's like, well, if it is, why aren't you there? I'm sorry I missed your call is another frustrating one because sometimes we're not. Sometimes it's a little old lady who calls over and over and over again, and we're glad we missed it. Here comes the big one on the five frustrating voicemail phrases, David, and that is, go ahead and leave your name and number, and I will return your call as soon as possible. What's wrong with that, Nancy? Everybody has that. No, everybody does not have that. I don't. My husband doesn't. Most of the people in my office don't. What's wrong with that is, as soon as possible, you will never exceed anybody's expectations with as soon as possible because your as soon as possible is different from my as soon as possible. So the phrase just needs to be, and I will return your call. 
That's the statement you only need. And the last phrase, not that you asked for all five, but you got them free. How about that? The last phrase is to have an exit line, a lasting, a, a, another option, an alternative. And, you know, if, if you don't want to leave a message, go ahead and email me or here's my office number. Here's my phone number. Call my secretary. So you need an exit and helpline on your cell phone. Okay. Well, that, those are, those certainly are five phrases that I don't like. And I, I'll bet you most people don't either. So here's a question. If you're a management person, as a lot of the folks who are listening to the podcast are, how can they find out if they have poor customer service? Well, that's probably the best question of all these that you're going to ask me. When I do a conference, one of my first questions is, how many of you have ever stopped to call in your own business, your own company, and ask for yourself a service or a product? And I am amazed at the lack of people that have ever called in to ask for themselves. Now, one woman did come up to me afterwards and she said, well, they'll recognize my voice. Well, they will if you ask for somebody else. But if you ask for yourself, I do it all the time. I call my office here, telephone doctor, and I say, hi, is Nancy there? And trust me, David, nobody's ever said, hey, that you screwing around? I mean, the bottom line is go ahead and call your own office and ask for something simple. And if you do have a recognizable voice, and some of us have an accent or a voice that is so recognizable, have somebody else do it for you. Stand by the speakerphone, put it on speaker, listen to it, get an extension. There are nine ways to Sunday that you can listen and call and find out how your customers are handled and make it a simple question. Don't get convoluted. Just say, hey, where are you guys located? I did that to a company for mystery calling, which I do ahead of my conferences. I called up and I said, yeah, I'm trying to find you. Where are you guys located? Hand to God, the woman yells out, Bob, where are we located? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, there is no surplus of bad questions and crazy answers, I guess. You don't like caller ID. Are you the only person on earth who doesn't like caller ID or, or what's the reason for that? I appreciate that. It's not that I don't like it. I don't use it. And I actually, we have it. We don't use it. We took it out a long time ago. And then my sales staff says, you know, we want to know it. What I don't like and what I don't approve of is picking up the phone with when you see the name coming on. Hi, David. Well, maybe it's not David. Plus, A, that's not professional. B, you could be mistaken. And C, it's just not right. I will give you a true story that happened here at my office my secretary came in bawling her eyes out one day a couple of years ago. I said, I thought somebody died. I said, what happened? And she couldn't speak. And finally she said, and here's what happened. We had caller ID. And up pops her fiance's name and number. And she picked up the phone with something very inappropriate, personal, and not professional. And I don't need to tell you what it was. And the voice said, this is not Joe. This is Joe's voice. I have an issue with Joe's boss. She was just there. I said, Jeannie, why on earth would you answer our telephones here at Telephone Doctor any other way than the recommended effective way? I thought it was Joe. (laughs) Well, David, to this day, when my husband calls and I see Dick and I see on my cell phone Dick calling, I don't say, hi, Dick. Somebody, he could have handed the phone to somebody. Who knows? I just say, hi, this is Nancy. So there is... When there's room for so much confusion and error, why go there? Good advice. If you have caller ID, that's fine. You think you know who it is. It may be that person. But to pick it up with, hi, Bob, or hi, Judy, you could be wrong. My suggestion is I, if I'm going to give good customer service and I'm speaking to people, thousands of them a year, I can help you avoid being wrong. And now, a word from our sponsor. Let's get serious. Are you tired of watching those 
other advisors in your market snapping up the primo relationships and wondering what their secret is. Well, time to get your bubble burst. There is no secret. What do they know that you need to know? They know how to create engagement, relationships, and authority, and now you can too. Our Pitching from the Stage course has already helped advisors learn how to hone their messaging in a way that resonates with the clients they want, and we can help you do that too. Keith took the class and said, Thanks and kudos to David and Andy. They've been enormously helpful in steering me in the right direction and providing tips, guidelines, and ideas for public speaking. Carol said, I wanted to get myself more at ease with doing presentations, and this course was a great way to build my confidence. This is definitely a course you want to take. Well, now you can join Keith, Carol, and all the others who've gained the confidence, competence, and course of action they need to become the authority who can pitch to many prospects all at the same time. Our next four-week class begins on September 18th, and there's still room for a few more attendees. For more information, or to sign up, just click the Major League Mindset logo at shiftshapersonline.com. And now, back to our conversation. Let me ask you about one of my other pet peeves, and I, I say this all the time, that email is not communication. There, there's so many problems with email, even if you are a good communicator. What do you find to be the top three frustrations with email? I appreciate that, but I first want to know why you don't like it. Why do you find it difficult or odd? Or Well, I, you know, I, I write for a living, as you know. It's one of the things I do, as do you. And even as good as I am at writing and constructing sentences and finding words, it's challenging to convey meaning. I, I find that email is better for confirming things that you've talked about or just a very quick message like you know our interview is on at 11 o'clock tomorrow but not for a conversation right i think the rule of thumb is and i heard this years ago if there are three emails back and forth it's time for a phone call in other words you know there's a time where you can stop emailing somebody and i have a friend who has to be the last person to email okay have a nice day i go thank you you too no, you have a better day. And he's just back and forth. It's like, when is this conversation going to end? The biggest three frustrations that, that our surveys show and my surveys come from my audiences. The first one is poor spelling and grammar. And I don't know about you, but as I looked over LinkedIn and all my social media, I'm, I guess the word might be appalled, surprised at the lack of good grammar and spelling from high level executives. I mean, the wrong your, the wrong these, the wrong, it just boggles my mind. And if, you know, they're probably using dictation and, you know, Siri hates Siri, whatever the heck her name is. She hates me too. So you, it's, that's a difficult situation, but poor spelling and grammar, uh, wrong subject lines can cause a lot of disturbance to an email. Changing the topic, change your subject line. That's just, you know, if we're talking about lunch and all of a sudden you want to talk about an order or a contract or an agreement, change the subject line. And then, the other, the third one that I hear a lot about is nobody wants, and you, you just spoke to this, nobody wants to get a thesis, a, you know, a sequel to Gone with the Wind on email. So I write as I talk, and I haven't seen what you've written yet, but it's okay to, you know, to make a, a funny mistake, but the proofing then becomes a huge, huge part. Yeah, spell check's great, but you and I know that it won't check the you and your, the there and there, the two and two. You know, there's a whole bunch of words it won't correct for you in correct speaking order. So those are the biggies. No, no, I mean, 
I has a spilling chucker will not be changed by a spelling checker. So exactly right, right. So the, the proofing, and if it's something that you're, you know, dead set, this has got to be perfect. Have somebody else read it to you. And the best way, as you and I know, as writers, is read it out loud slowly. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when when we talk about, you said the first thing is the spelling and grammar, but I'm around a lot of millennials. And more and more, when I go out and do public speaking, as do you, the aged has gotten younger in the audience. And a lot of them just don't, they say at least, they don't really care about spelling. So are millennials different? What's up with them? That's a whole hour program you want to do sometime. Let me tell you something. Everybody living has been a millennial or will be one. It is just a different name. There is very little going on in the millennial life except for technology that you and I haven't been through and that my folks hadn't been through. And when I bring this up, and I do in my programs, and I got a mixture you do too, but the bottom line is they want speed. Well, so do I, okay? You want speed. You get frustrated when it doesn't come up, you know, the link doesn't come up fast enough. We all want what the millennials want. So they're just quicker to, to talk about it more. We were taught, you know, bite your tongue, yada, yada, yada. I was speaking at the National Association of Realtors a a year last year, and a beautiful 26-year-old, 27-year-old girl comes, arms folded. She said, you're not going to tell us how bad we are, are you? I said, why would I do that? Who said that? She said, well, the last speaker really nailed us. I said, sit down. You'll be fine. So she came up afterwards and said, thank you. I learned a lot. There's nothing wrong with them. They're good, fun people. And I, I try to open people's eyes the worst thing I can say about them is they use the word like a lot. Like, so do you want it like, do you want to go to dinner like David? Like, like we can go like maybe to the Nordstrom's Cafe, like has a great like menu. And they insert that word like a lot. But you know what? We probably did too. We might have. I mean, the, the thing, the thing that boggles me is the Nancy and me are going to the movies. That's not the millennials fault. In my opinion, that's the teacher's fault. Okay. The teaching in the millennial age is not what you and I were taught. You know it. They're stopping, what is it, stopping cursive now? Yeah, but because cursive can now be a code among older adults that the kids can't understand. True. Or, or read, right. <laughs> uh, so I, If you're off about something, Nancy, as we all get occasionally, what's the best way to complain? Are there better ways and worse ways? To a company? Yes, I use my husband saying, and it works for us, when we're unhappy with someplace, we spank him with our wallet. We don't go back. And we have found, and you know the ground rules, that that's what people do. Those people stink. I'm not going back. Or they cancel their orders. There's no need to put a nasty thing on Yelp. There's no need to call up and scream and bitch and yell. It, it does very little. But they will notice the revenue going down if enough people do that. And you and I know of companies that have gone out of business. I don't know if I have time or not to, to share my printing story, but there's an old saying we use here at Telephone Doctor, one of our golden nuggets is don't be too busy to be nice. I We had a printer, and I'll make this shorter than it normally is, who I used all the time. He was wonderful. He, went, he always took the time at the top of every call. How's Dick? How are the kids? I appreciate your business. It was wonderful. And one day I called him. I said, hi, Joe. It's Nancy. He's, what do you want? Whoa. What's up? Joe, you always ask me how the kids are. You're always so nice. And he said, verbatim, Nancy, I'm too busy to be nice. Wow. Well, he got one less customer. I don't have to write a, you know, I don't have to write anything on Yelp. I didn't have to do anything. 
So he went out of business eventually. Too busy to be nice? You know when people tell me I'm too busy, I'm so busy, the answer to that should be thank God. You know, because you know what happens when you're not busy. Sure. I mean, you, you complain more about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather, as I always tell people, I'd, I'd rather wear out than rust out. You know, <laughs> I like people that. People start saying, you know, when are you going to retire? And my answer is, to what? Yeah, yeah. I, We've I, got I, a couple of minutes left. Let me ask you this question. What's one or two or three of the best things that somebody can do to make their customer experience or the customer experience better or even great? How do you get there? Every business has a phone and every business eventually has a person who's answering it. So for first impressions, the great experience, it it absolutely starts at the top and at the beginning. I'm asked all the time about the experience, the experience, and then I call up and I, I don't hear I don't hear a warm, friendly greeting. You know, Acme. There's no greeting, there's no buffer, there's no name. So you're looking for the experience. Start from the beginning. Now, yes, I'm the telephone doctor, but we've morphed into all six touch points of communication email, voicemail, snail mail, phone, fax, face to face, and even chat. So Every one of the golden nuggets, every one of the techniques the telephone doctor uses transfers into all communication channels. Every one of them. There's not one that cannot be used. So people ask me, what can I do? Let me call your office. Well, that's what happens. And then here's here's what I got. Have you ever called your own office? Well, gee, no, I haven't. Okay, do it. Do it. Well, I work from home. I'm alone. Call your, call your answering machine. Is it warm and friendly? Does it have a smile? Does it say something fun that would encourage people to leave a message? There's just a lot of things you can do to make that experience what you need it to be. Because there's a huge gap between where people are and where people want to be. And that's what Telephone Doctor and Nancy try to fix, is give you information, give you ammunition, I should say, to fill the gap between where you are and where you need to be. And every company needs that. You know who my best customers are? The high-level companies that I mentioned earlier that want to stay where they are. Oh, I, you know, there's no question that this is a, uh, an ongoing problem and an ongoing conversation. And with that, I mean, I, I think a follow-up visit may be required. So Nancy, we hope you'll come back. I would love um, that, David. Thank you. There's a lot I'd love to share. I know. I know, you know, you're the only human being on earth who speaks more rapidly than I do. So, um, is it too fast? Is it going to sound okay? It's going to sound great. Anyway, Nancy Friedman, the telephone doctor, thank you for sharing your expertise with our audience and for being a shift shaper. I'm not going to say that because I will say it wrong, but nancyfriedman.com, it's got more information than, than anything we've said here, and I welcome anybody to call. Love the interview. You are very good at what you do. Continue success, my friend. Thank you very much, Nancy. A pleasure. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shapers Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.